Welcome to the Grace Baptist Church Podcast for Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. Today's sermon is a topic on a meditation on the object of our faith in the Lord's Supper. If you'd like to follow along, please go to gracebaptistchurchnc.org, click the current sermons link at the top, and click today's manuscript. Welcome to Grace Baptist Church. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And we talked about that last week, and it was, I thought it was in some ways very convicting to myself as we looked at different sins and just thought about those things that cling to us, um, those things that weighed us down from running the race. And so we spent a, a good bit of time there. And then he continues, Let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us. This is the race of faith. The same race that all of the folks from Hebrews 11 we saw in our examples. And then chapter 2, I mean verse 2. Looking to Jesus. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to look to Jesus. But Looking to Jesus, founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so what I'd like for us to do today, I preached a version of this uh, a few years ago, but it's taken basically from a sermon from from John Owen, and it's basically thinking about Jesus as the object of our faith, which is what we do when we come and we take the Lord's Supper together. So that's what we're doing today. We're looking unto Jesus and so that's, that's what we want to do. So with that in mind, let me, let me pray, and then we will, we'll, we'll get started. Heavenly Father, thank you again for today. Father, you are good to us, so good to us. And uh, just to give us another day to physically be here and, and to sing and to pray and to, to gather with your people. And Father, all of these things we're, we're very grateful for. We don't take anything that we have for granted, whether it's what we have physically, or what you've given us in our minds, to, what, 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 the things you've blessed us with as we, in our affections and in our heart. I just, Father, just give thanks today. That's what we do. We give thanks most of all for Jesus, for the gospel of Christ, for as Blaine read, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. Father, we come as Christians today, as those who have believed. And we take the Lord's Supper together, and we remember. I pray that Jesus would increase. I pray that I would decrease. I pray that we would see Jesus, that He would be more beautiful. Father, as we do our best, by Your grace, by the power of the Spirit, even in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, that we might look unto Jesus. Give us great help today, we pray. For it's in Jesus' name I ask. Amen. So again, we're going to piggybacking off of last week, looking unto Jesus, the the founder and perfecter of our faith. And so this is the author's the the author of Hebrews, the his big exhortation that we keep the main thing, the main thing. We talked about hitting a bullseye either with an arrow or with with a bullet. You want to keep your eyes right on that, not just the the target, but the bullseye. And so Jesus is the bullseye. It's, it's like 
I remember years and years ago, I don't know if you remember this, Jimmy, when we used to get together back when I first became a believer. We used, you probably don't remember, but verse that kept coming to mind. I think Jimmy's the one that used to point it out to me. Seek first the kingdom of righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Well, Jesus is at the center of the kingdom of righteousness, and he is the one we seek. He is the one we focus on. He is the object of our faith. We go back to the Old Testament, Hebrews 11. They're looking forward to Jesus who would come. We're looking back, Jesus who has come. So Jesus is the object of our minds, of our thoughts as Christians. He is the object of our hearts. We worship him by through our affections we delight in him and today Jesus says to us this is my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me this cup is the new covenant in my blood as often as you drink it remember me and so with that in mind as we in just a few minutes come and take the Lord's Supper I want to give us three ways that will help us look unto Jesus okay here they are and this is looking unto Jesus who is the object of our faith. Number one, consider the love of Jesus. Number two, consider the sufferings of Jesus. And then finally, number three, consider the effects of his death for us while we're here today. So first, consider the love of Christ. I do not understand the depths of the love of Christ. That's why they're called the depths of the love of Christ. But Paul prays that we might know that. Um, but, it, you know, if you think about, you know, if, if you were to tell me uh, before I were to get married that I was going to marry a person who would then cheat on me multiple times over and over, do you think I would marry that person? Do you think you would marry that person? Well, I, we, I, don't, I certainly wouldn't make that person if I knew that, the object of my love. But that is the way the Bible portrays us. We are the ones. We are considered to be, in the Old Testament language, idolaters. And we go after other idols. We are adulterous. And, but yet, God commanded his love towards us. And while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Apostle Paul describes himself in, in 1 Timothy. He describes himself as a violent, blaspheming, persecuting opponent of God and the gospel. He considers himself to be the chief of sinners. And in that same passage, then he says, But the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. So to the Galatians, Paul says this. He says, I've been crucified with Christ, yet it is not long, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And if you've memorized that verse, faith in the Son of God who did what? Who loved me and gave himself for me. So as sinners this morning, that's what we do. We come and we know that Christ has covered our sins because he gave himself for us. And so one of the main things, again, that Paul prays for, and I, I prayed it this morning, I should pray more and I must pray more, but we should pray these things one for another. But he prays 
for the Ephesians. He says that they might know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So, if today you are a Christian, you cannot be separated from the love of Christ. So, Randy, we're going to do some congregational reading throughout the the sermon this morning. Um, But let's just read um, from Ephesians. And and it's like like it normally is. Um, Let me check something here, Randy. Um, There's a pastor's reading, which I don't see it up there. Um, And there is a congregational reading. So... That must be the, we'll, 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 we'll take that to be the pastor's reading there, Randy. So, <clears throat> Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or, so, or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. This will be you guys. Oh, I see it up the top. So with these things in mind, thinking about the love of Christ, as we eat and as we drink um, these elements, may we consider the love of Christ uh, and be moved just by His love for us, that He might be more beautiful to us this morning. So that's truth number one, that one of the ways we just look unto Jesus, fix our eyes upon Him. Number two, consider the sufferings of Christ, the elements that, that we see, the bread that Caitlin baked for us and the juice that we have, as we <clears throat> take and eat those, they picture the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his life and his death, there was great suffering because he laid down his life. And, and, and it's not just suffering on the cross, but God took on flesh. And then he came, and for, you know, 33 years there, there was good, this was great humiliation. And so he suffered greatly, but particularly he suffered on the cross. And so this morning, the object of our faith, um, in one way, from one perspective, is the sufferings of Christ. I think particularly, we must consider that the purpose of Christ's suffering was for the purpose of laying down his life and for offering up his life on the cross as a sin offering. In the Old Testament, the Israelites would bring their offerings to the priest, those animals there, and they would say to the priest, we have sinned. Please take this offering from us and sacrifice it in our place. So this morning, Christ is our sacrifice. He died on the cross as a sacrifice in our place. But he wasn't a sinful man, or otherwise his sacrifice would not have been accepted. He was a sinless man, 
And in this way, he offered up his life. The Bible says in Hebrews 7, 27, he has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. So if you or if I were to offer up ourselves to God, what would happen? We would receive our just punishment. And this punishment would bear the full extent that our sins deserve, which is separation from God. And it, it, it's beyond anything we can think or imagine, but we would be separated. And, and Jesus speaks quite a lot, quite a bit about, about eternal punishment in hell. And so if God is eternal and the sin is against an eternal God, then our punishment must fit the crime. And so if we were to lay down our lives, we would not be acceptable. But the Lord Jesus, who had no sin, he laid down his life and he did not deserve it. But he laid down his life in our place. He knew no sin. Um, but, <clears throat> and so the things, the sins that you and I have committed this morning, this week, last week, last year, if you've come to Christ because of his death, he, as a sinless sacrifice, laid down his life. God accepted his sacrifice by faith. We trust in him, but there's a great exchange. God gives us his goodness, his righteousness, and we give him our sins. Sins that we deserve, he did not deserve. So with that in mind, let's read some verses that will make us think about, let's think about this truth. For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So when we take the bread and we eat the bread and we drink the juice this morning, we remember this, is, this pictures the suffering, the death of our Lord. Truth number three this morning, the way we fix our eyes on Jesus, Jesus is the object of our faith, is to consider the effects of this death. So this morning as we eat and as we drink, the object of our faith must also be upon what His death accomplishes for us. I think about just the, the, often the gospel, our union with Christ is, is pictured in the Bible as a, as a marriage, a marriage union. And you know, when I think about me being married to Kristen, you, if you are married today, marriage results in, in great effects. I've been married for, for 30 years, um, just, just, just this past week. And the benefits as I look back upon our marriage are, I just can't count them. And for those who've been married longer, you, it, you just have more, more blessings. And if we were really to contemplate them, what blessings there are to be married to have a companion who helps me in the difficulties of life. 
You know, as, as we've raised our kids together, now we've got grandchildren, which I see she's not here right now. She was doing just fine. Just so many things that, that, that we've done together, making, our, making decisions together, caring for one another. I mean, the blessings are enormous from, from, from marriage, from finances to love to security to friendship. So many things we could say. But in the same kind of way, being the bride of Christ is full of blessings. And these blessings flow down to us because particularly because of the death of Christ and His, of course, the resurrection following and the life that comes from the resurrection. But let's consider some of these effects today by reading Ephesians 1. <clears throat> so pull the first one back up there, Randy. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will, according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. Brothers and sisters, these are some of the effects of the death of Christ as we take and as we remember this morning. These are the things that the, the Apostle Paul along with us today, give thanks for. Things that we remember that flow down to us from the death of Christ. And particularly, being forgiven by God today. Being reconciled to God. Having all of our sins fall upon Christ. And to have the righteousness of Christ given, imputed to us, put into our bank account, is the greatest cause of peace. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what I'm going through, we must dwell here because life is going to throw everything at us and there's going to be so much mess, so much sin. We live in this world that is full of it. This is the place we must dwell and remember, particularly that the death of Christ, the body and the blood that was shed for us, and what his death accomplished was peace with God, reconciliation with God, 
God does not look at John and say, I remember that sin, I remember that sin, I remember that sin, as we would fill in the blanks. But he says, therefore, there is now no condemnation. Because Christ has taken the punishment that John, if you are a Christian, put your name in there. And let me say too, if you are not a Christian and you're hearing this, it's... It's a very difficult thing to say, but the Bible says the wrath of God still remains upon you. So if you're hearing the gospel for the first time, and you've just heard these just few words this morning, or you've sung one of the songs, and you've thought, that's what I now understand, that's what I now believe, I would ask you and plead with you and say, just turn unto Christ and be saved, and, and tell somebody and talk to somebody. But as Christians today, that's what this is for, this, this time is for. We have peace Our guilt has been removed, and the weight of our sin is gone. So instead of a child of wrath, instead of a child of the devil, if you are in Christ, you are now in His family. So let me ask, when you lay your head down on your pillow at night, I know that tends to be one of the times that some of us go right to sleep. Then we wake up in the morning, and it all hits us. Some of us... It hits us when we lay our head on our pillow. We can't go to sleep. And then when we go to sleep, we have a hard time getting up in the morning. I the, tend to be the first one. But when you lay there, that time's in your contemplation. We know, we know if our sins are forgiven, if we have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So those are three ways that we consider and we fix our eyes upon Jesus as we take the Lord's Supper this morning. Consider His love. Consider His suffering. And now consider our position, the effects of Christ's death. So with that in mind, three very short applications, or three ways that our, that our faith is acted out as we leave this place today. But the first thing is, or as we take the Lord's Supper and leave this place, but first one is this, recognition. Every time we take the Lord's Supper, we recognize, we remember the death of Christ. By faith, we look back. As if back is that way. Back could be that way. But we look back in time. Past event. And even though Christ's death was 2,000 years ago. By faith. The same faith they had in Hebrews 11. By faith. The death of Christ is applied to our hearts by the Spirit now. There is no difference. So His death today is just as real as it was then. So we recognize that this morning. Another way, another application is humiliation. When we remember the cross of Christ, there should be a great sense of humiliation that that floods our souls. The Apostle John, as he stood by the cross and he saw Jesus die, and then later he wrote about it in the Gospel of John, very end of the Gospel of John, he writes these words, writing about himself. Here's what he says. He says, He who saw this, talking about the death, has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. That's, by the way, why John wrote his Gospel, that he wrote these things that we might believe on the name of the Son of God. For these things took place, that the Scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And then another says, They will look on him whom they have 
pierced. Here, John is quoting a passage from Zechariah. As Zechariah looks forward to the day of Christ, when in Zechariah says, Israel will mourn as they remember whom they have pierced. And they will mourn like they have just lost a child. But in that context, Zechariah was speaking of a day in the future when God will restore His people. And so John takes these words and he applies them to the death of Christ. So today, when we consider Christ's death on the cross, we come as mourners because we look upon our own sin and we say, oh, I have sinned greatly, but yet Christ died for my sins. And in this way, we come through a humble faith because we know that there's nothing we can do to save us. And we know that when I think about myself and I take the Lord's Supper, as the Old Testament, those who had faith and brought those animals, they are saying, Christ died for my sins, my sins. But what that means is also, is I'm saying, my sins put him there. He came for my sins, to cover my sins. It was for me that he died. And I'm, I'm doing this personally. It's for his people. But I'm thinking of John, me right now. So in that same way, you, you, would, you would say the same as a Christian. You would say, I am the one who has always been unfaithful, unloving, unkind, yet he still loves me so. So when we consider Christ and what he did, we should come with great humility. But while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Third application today, we should walk away and come to the table with great thankfulness and praise to God. We give thanks for the great plan of God, the wisdom of God, to send forth His Son. And we are the recipients as Christians. By faith, we look unto Christ. We give thanks to Christ for His great, His great love for us and everything that He is for us. There's nothing in the world that, that gives a Christian a more thankful heart than to contemplate, contemplate and think of the cross of Christ. Our sins are covered. Thank you for listening to the Grace Baptist Church podcast. You can listen to past sermons at podbean.com. Search Grace Baptist Church, China Grove to find us. You can also find us on Apple Podcast. Search Grace Baptist Church, China Grove. You can also join us at the South Row Inn YMCA, 950 Kimball Road, China Grove, North Carolina. We meet on Sunday mornings at 930 for fellowship and service starts at 10. Thank you for listening and remember to be intentional in making disciples this week.